Hello and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast with me, John Deeks. Great to have your company. Loneliness, regret, fear and depression are all too common for many older adults. In Australia, 10 to 15% of older Australians living in the community experience anxiety or depression. But now, new research from Swinburne University has, what they hope, a pathway to alleviating mental suffering in the elderly. Lead author of the research, Dr John Fallon says, effective life review therapy or dignity therapy could help protect older Australians from advancing mental illness. So what is dignity therapy and how might it help inspire the lives of older Australians with more meaning and purpose? To find out, I'm joined by Dr. John Fallon to explore this important study and its findings. John, welcome to Your Life Choices. G'day, John. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Now, this is a very complex and uh, very detailed research project you entered into, as of course they all must be, uh, when it's uh, you know being peer-reviewed and all the rest of it. But basically, what led you to do this research on loneliness? Are we more lonely than we ever were? Are we more isolated than we ever were? Um, yeah, loneliness is uh, a significant problem at the moment, particularly for older adults. To tell you why we did the research, uh, I guess it's important to give a little bit of context into what typical psychology research looks like. So that typically follows what, what's called a disease model. And the disease model looks at identifying individuals that are experiencing really significant emotional distress and identifying those people and, and trying to form interventions that, that can help those people suffer a little less. That disease model often neglects a big majority of the population who aren't experiencing those clinical levels of distress. Was it age-specific, John? Uh, Yeah, our research was with 65 and older. Well, that's very much uh, who we care about here at Your Life Choices. Do you think that there's more loneliness in the community than ever before? Yeah, I think that there, I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but um, we know that older adults do experience higher levels of loneliness than, than younger cohorts. Is that because of the uh, digital generation? With uh, the, I mean, back in the day, everyone knew whose kids were running around the street and it was more of a village. But now the digital village, which is terrific for maybe the younger members of the community, but for us oldies, it's a, it can be very isolating. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's there's a number of factors that probably lead to it. That that definitely doesn't help. But you know, there's older adulthood is sort of it comes with um, unfortunately a lot of loss in in, in physical um, health and and often uh, grieving of your loved ones or, or friends. So that doesn't help with loneliness either. What led you to do this research anyway? Johnny could have done anything at all, but uh, this is a very specific research. Uh, I'm interested why you chose it. Well, I guess from a selfish standpoint, I was so lucky to be able to you know, drink in all this wisdom of older adults. I, I really feel strongly that the older generation has so much wisdom to impart. I often had to pinch myself that it was my job every day to you know, just listen to the life stories of older adults. And I feel like I learned so much in, in the process of doing that. What a good man. That's fantastic <laughs> to hear. John, your research, life review therapy or dignity therapy, um, fascinating subject and great title. What is dignity therapy? Yeah, so dignity therapy was originally created for people that are terminally ill. Our research was novel in that we applied it to a healthy older adult sample. But it was originally created to help those in the last months of their lives feel a greater sense of meaning 
And it does that by asking a series of 10 or so questions, such as when are the moments you felt most alive? You know, what lessons do you want to pass on to, to your loved ones? And those sessions are audio recorded and transcribed into a, a life story for respondents to, to keep and share with loved ones. Oh, John, I'd love to hear some of the results. Do you have any of those uh, anecdotes at hand? Yeah, so the study that we've just published is, is a small-scale pilot study just across five participants. So the, the caveat here is that it's, it's early days and, and these results are preliminary, but you know the program was really a success. All participants completed the program and the qualitative report suggested that participants really appreciated the opportunity to inscribe their legacy, to share it and be heard by the therapist. And it seems that the process of looking back over your life and, you know, accepting the bad while also acknowledging the good and sort of creating that unified life narrative was really beneficial to participants. We often hear anecdotal evidence of people at the end of their lives saying the various regrets they had, such as, I wish I'd spent more time with the family and less time chasing my tail with money or, or, or whatever. Was that something that showed up on your studies? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So individuals that really seemed to be thriving weren't the ones that didn't have any regrets. They were the ones that perhaps had regrets, as we all do, but had faced up to them and, and learned to accept them. So what a lesson for all of us, John, to, before we get to that, you know, few last breaths of our life, and we're all going to do that one day, but uh, to, to live a more positive life before we get to that point. Yeah, that would be one of the, the key messages in, in that, yeah, facing up to the, to the mistakes and regrets that we all make and doing that earlier is, is better than later, but, you know, it's, it's better to do it than not do it at all. John, for, for us, like myself, who uh, are not in academia, uh, could you dumb down for me uh, what you see as the results of your research and the benefits to the community? Yeah, so this being a pilot study, the major result that we were looking for was is this sort of program feasible. Something I've left out is that we did conduct it online via telehealth. This was over the COVID uh, lockdown period. So I guess a major result there was that older adults can engage with telehealth delivered uh, psychotherapy. And more than that, it, it does seem to provide benefits in, in terms of meaning in life for the respondents. So hopefully with more research, this can sort of be added in as a research-based or evidence-based intervention to help older adults uh, thrive in their later years. So would this research, John, go to benefit psychologists, psychiatrists, GPs? Where, where would it be the most benefit? Yeah, um, so dignity therapy can be delivered by any mental health clinician. So I, I think it's more, most typically delivered by psychologists. So psychologists looking for who have clientele that are in their later years that are, that are looking for more meaning in their lives. Perhaps if they were to review the literature, they, they could see dignity therapy as a candidate to, to help with, with their clientele. So there's two novelty aspects to our research. Firstly, it was delivered via telehealth, whereas the original program was delivered face-to-face. And secondly, it was delivered to a healthy older adult sample rather than individuals with a diagnosis of a terminal illness. Right. So expanding the, the um, I guess, the access or the ability to access this specific therapy to a lot wider cohort. So you've got this research, you've got your results of the pilot. 
what do you actually physically do with all that uh, research now? Do you send it off to the psychologists? Do you send it to the government? Where does it go? It just doesn't sit in a, in a dusty book somewhere on the shelf. <laughs> I hope not. Well, well, things like this are helping me get the message out there, but we've run a second study. So this first study was run with five participants and it was qualitative. And that second study was run across 20 participants and it was quantitative. So we actually looked at quantitative measures of mood and meeting pre and post intervention. And those results look, look quite promising. I haven't published that yet, so I can't go into detail on that. But yeah, just trying to strengthen the evidence base of Zigmund therapy to, to make it a more attractive uh, candidate that, that psychologists and other mental health clinicians might, might pick up and, and utilise. So Dignity Therapy, the, the study so far, can the general public access that information, John? Um, yes. Well, it sort of depends on the, the mental health professional that you're, you're, you're dealt with. You could, you, you could bring it to your psychologist or mental health clinician. Excellent. The major barrier in the past that is getting better now is the process of transcription. I use a AI online tool to automatically generate the transcriptions, which cut down on that time, but I was still spending three hours for every hour of therapy actually fixing up those that automatically generated transcriptions. So there's some barriers there, and I'm hoping in the future those tools will get better. But that's the major barrier now that's stopping professionals from utilising this. I was surprised at the statistic I mentioned at the start, and you might like to clarify it, that 10 to 15% of older Australians in the community experience anxiety or depression. I would have thought it would be many more than that, it would be a higher percentage. Yeah, so what the research shows is that older adults actually experience lower levels. So this stat refers to clinical levels of distress. So they experience lower levels of diagnosable mood disorders at that 10 to 15% compared to younger cohorts. But the research also shows that older adults experience higher levels of sub-threshold mood uh, disturbances. So these are complaints of low mood that don't reach a clinical diagnosis. Right. Um, so that's why it's so important to have these interventions that are targeted at people um, perhaps languishing in that middle band of mood but not quite thriving. And that's what we're hoping dignity therapy can do. What would be your advice, and obviously it would be general, to anyone 60-plus, whatever, um, experiencing the feelings of anxiety or depression? What would be your advice? Well, I think first and foremost you need to to speak to your your health professionals and the first port of call typically is your GP. And then from there, you know, you can work out a plan, whether it's a mental health care plan to see a psychologist um, or, or something else. But just don't suffer in silence. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's, that's a really good point to make in that, you know, a lot of these things are a bit cliched. The, the typical advice is, is cliched, I guess, because it's effective and, and um, not suffering in silence is, is a really important part of that and really prioritizing your relationships. Um, a lot of the research shows, uh, not surprisingly, that, you know, our relationships and our levels of loneliness are the strongest predictors, not only of our mental health, but of our physical health as well. Quite right trying your best to prioritise your relationships and, and knowing that it's never too late to do that. Dr John Fallon, uh, lead author of the Life Review Therapy or Dignity Therapy, has been our special guest today. John, good luck and uh, good luck in the future as well. What does the future hold for, for Dr John? <laughs> Thanks so much, John. Um, the future holds, I'm currently working in public health. So, yeah, applying my, my skills across a, 
a different sort of cohort at the moment, um, but in the future, maybe looking to, to get into a bit of private practice work as well. Well, dare I say thank you for somebody who is not 60 plus, but quite young and starting out and is interested in mental health for older Australians. John, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Our special guest today on Your Life Choices has been Dr John Fallon, lead author of the review, Life Review Therapy or Dignity Therapy. Don't suffer in silence. And this is me, John Deek, saying thank you for joining us on our Your Life Choices podcast and we'll catch you next time.